comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. Jeremiah received the Lord's word. Go down to the potter's house, and I'll give you instructions about what to do there. So I went down to the potter's house. He was working on the potter's wheel. But the piece he was making was flawed, while still in his hands. So the potter started another, as seemed best to him. Then the Lord's word came to me. House of Israel, can't I deal with you like this potter, declares the Lord? Like clay in the potter's hand, so are you in mine. House of Israel, so are you like, I'm sorry, like clay in the potter's hand, so are you in mine, house of Israel. At any time, I may announce that I will pick up, pull down, and destroy a nation or kingdom. But if that nation, if if that nation I warned turns from its evil, then I'll repent and not carry out the harm I intended. Or at that same time, I may announce that I will build a, and plant a nation or kingdom. But if that nation displeases and dis obeys me, then I'll relent and not carry out the good I intended for it. Now say to the people of Judah and the house and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, I am a potter preparing a disaster for you. I'm working out a plan against you. So each one of you, turn from your evil ways, reform your ways and your actions. Friends, will you please pray with me and for me? Holy Spirit, you are here. Holy Spirit, speak to us as a faith community and speak the word that each of us individually needs to hear. Holy Spirit, may all that I say point us toward greater union and intimacy with you, the lover of our souls. Amen. Eighteen years ago, I was touring the University of Florida campus and got to visit the press box at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, more affectionately known as the Swamp, one of college football's premier locations. And it was soon thereafter that I decided that I would attend college there and focus on being a sports writer. And for the next five years, that's what I did. And frankly, I did it pretty well. I became the sports editor at the largest student-run newspaper in the nation and had developed quite a few contacts in the professional world. I even got to cover a national championship game at a Heisman ceremony. Felt like I had found my fit. And I was looking forward to what was next. Well, then in my final semester of college, I went on a mission trip uh, it, with the campus ministry I was involved with at the time. Now, I had been on a number of mission trips in high school and again in college, and I was excited for this trip, but I wasn't 
really expecting anything life-altering to come from it. Well, (laughs) apparently I was going to the potter's house to be reshaped. There were only a handful of us who went on this trip, so we didn't necessarily have the capacity um, to do as much physical labor as I was used to on previous trips I had been on. So we engaged more relationally with people. And that brought opportunities to be more present with people. That brought gifts out of me that I didn't really previously realize the power of. So I came home from that trip, walked inside my one-bedroom apartment, and now I'm usually not that dramatic in my prayer life. Um, usually just a very quiet, simple, sitting there, um, be still. But in this moment, um, I just felt called to get on my knees and ask God what God wanted for me. And in that moment, as clear as anything as I'd ever experienced, I heard the word seminary. And of course, like the proper Christian I was, I yelled out, praise God, I submit to your will, let your will be done. Yeah, that didn't happen. (laughs) I just spent five years, which was a long time to someone who was then 23 years old, preparing to go into this field of sports journalism, and I was not ready to let God pull that rug out from under me. So I sat there, just still on my knees, just me and God, said, God, you have got to be crapping me. (laughs) I might not have said crap, but um, I think I did, but I'm not sure. Friends, I had to go to the potter's house for God to reshape me so that I could become the person God had created me to be. And 13 years later, Here I am. (laughs) In order to do what God was calling me to do, I had to be reshaped. I had to give up some control over my life and give it back to God. Now, in those previous years, I had worked really hard. We're talking like on top of going to school, like some semesters of 50, 60 plus hours a week. Um, I had significantly invested myself into this, what I thought was a call of sports journalism. And truthfully, God has still used a lot of those experiences and what I've learned for it into this call of ministry. And I have no doubt that God is and was at work in your vocations in molding you. But the call is never toward a thing, it's toward a who. 
a call to always let God mold us again and again. Folks, the potter's house isn't a -a once-in-a-lifetime visit. It's a place we continually come so that God continues to mold us, continues to shape us, continues to renew us. When Jesus called his disciples to go and follow him, it's not like they didn't have their own life at the moment. They were fishermen and tax collectors. And yet God was calling them to go and be reshaped. And what we see in the life of Jesus and in the life of the early church after that is that a faithful church is one that continues to be reshaped for the purpose of following Jesus. And today in this world, as we are now coming out of this pandemic, we are presented with an opportunity to go back to the potter's house, ask God how we need to be reshaped. So that's what we're going to do. In a few more minutes, we're going to take the Play-Doh you received when you came in and reshape it into anything that you think God is wanting to reshape in you, to reshape it into whatever gift you have to offer to this world, or to shape it into what maybe you need to be stretched into something so that we can be more faithful representatives of Jesus in the world. And when I thought of this for myself, um, I thought of two things. First, my um, call, my profession, vocation as a pastor, someone who is called to use words. So I just made a little letter A to remind myself that the words I'm called to use in ministry aren't just sayings, but they are offerings to God. And then I thought about what God needs to stretch in me, where God is needing to grow me. Um, And this pandemic has taught me all too well that God still needs to form a deeper spirit of patience within me. I'm not talking about waiting in lines at theme parks. I do that pretty well. I'm talking about, for me, developing a spirit to wait on God. That I don't try to do things on my own power. So um, this right here are my best efforts, which is all God asks about, just our best efforts, even though they may look a little wonky. Um, Made an hourglass to remind myself that it is okay to wait on God. And I'm just going to place both of these here on the altar, which is what we're going to ask you to do as well in just a few more minutes. What is God needing to reshape in you? Maybe some images or words have been coming to mind these past couple of minutes. Maybe you're thinking, I need to get back out or need to go for the first time to a place like the Salvation Army and serve meals there, and maybe you're going to make some type of fork or utensil. 
Maybe you want to go deeper in your faith and learning and engaging with scripture again or engaging in another form of studying uh, God, God's word and who God is and you want to make a little book. Maybe you just want your heart to break more for whatever breaks Jesus' heart and you just make a little heart. That's great work still. This is whatever Jesus is speaking to you. Might be something you're feeling called to do, or might be something that you need God to reshape in your life. Whatever it is, take a few minutes to just play around with it. Have that childlike spirit. Because just like one of our children said over there, you know what happens when we don't play with our Play-Doh? Gets crusty. Gets stuck. In order for Play-Doh to live into its purpose, it needs to continually be reshaped and stretched. And Jeremiah was speaking to people who had forgotten that. They had forgotten that God still needed them to be stretched. Jeremiah was telling them that they needed to be reshaped or their spiritual life was going to become stale. Because even when you take Play-Doh out and play with it, but then you put it back in the container, it doesn't stay fresh. can't just take it out once and play with it. We need to keep using it and listen for whatever God calls us to do with it. Because this might not be a surprise to you if you really thought of it. Um, the Play-Doh that we gave out to you today, for those here, it's been sitting in a black closet, back closet here for who knows how many years. Um, now some of you may have gotten a container that has never been used before. It needs to be shaped for the first time. Some of you may have gotten one that's a little more rough around the edges and it needs to be reshaped again. And that's just the point. After the past two years, God has wanted to do some reshaping in us. Because when you leave it in this container for a long time, it loses its purpose. So maybe you haven't played with your spiritual Play-Doh in a long time. Maybe you've kept it in the same form and haven't been asking God if God wanted to do something new which is frankly really, really easy to do. Because that's what I was doing 13 years ago. But then we take time to listen to God's voice. Realize that God is still shaping us and forming us. God is our great potter and continually calls us to allow God to shape us into whatever and whoever God desires us to be. And that is beautiful. What you make, what God is forming you into, might not be that glamorous, but it's beautiful. Jesus wasn't glamorous, but gosh almighty, was he beautiful. So Don is going to lead us in a song about God molding us. That God is the potter, we are the clay. You don't need to sing along, just listen, let the words guide you. 
and listen for that still small voice for whatever God may be calling you to, stretching you into, or molding you into. And whatever creation you come up with, just come and place it on either side of these altars, and we'll bless these gifts and creations together. Amen.
welcome to just stretch your arms out, put them toward the altar. God, you are the potter, and we are the clay. Shape us, mold us, you know, bring us into a new creation. And God, may we always come to your house knowing that you can reshape us continually and always. You take our gifts, you take the essence of who we are and place them in your hands. Today and always. Amen. Friends, and one of the ways we believe God does mold us and shape us um, is through prayer. And so we are going to take some time to pray right now. Um, if you have any prayer requests online, you're welcome to leave them in the comments here. And if you're here with us, feel free to raise your hands and share anything you would like praise for, prayers for, or to give God thanks for as well. Hey, Alex. Okay, well, um, one of my friends at Center, her name is Tammy. Her parents are going to Romania. We are going to pray for Tammy. Okay, yeah. Hey, Judy. So we're going to pray for uh, Judy's brother and remind me us of his name again. Robert. Robert. Um, Robert is waiting for ton surgery, correct? Okay. Yeah, hey. Yeah, um, those on the street without stable housing situations, and even those who are stuck inside in unsafe conditions as well. Thank you for that. Hey, Diane. Mike, we'll pray for Mike as he has cancer surgery this upcoming month. You said, okay. My friend's son, Glenn, has been diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Are you going to pray for Glenn on his diagnosis of cancer? Hey, Linda. Uh, my niece is having surgery tomorrow. 
we're going to pray for Linda's niece as she undergoes surgery um, and pray that her hemophilia diagnosis uh, does not hinder anything. Friends, let us pray. God, thank you for being our potter, because frankly, when we try to mold ourselves, we go awry. It happened in ancient times, and it happens today. And we can come to you because you are a loving potter, because you do not seek to harm us. You do not seek to do anything that would hinder our relationship with you. You only seek to restore us even when there needs to be some painful molding or reshaping God, you are the one guiding us through that. You are present with us in that. And God, we pray for those who need some of that in their own life. Pray for Glenn, a niece. Pray for those on the streets looking for shelter. Tammy, Robert, co-worker's husband as he prepares for surgery, Lori, Judy, Sue, Peg, Derek, Rich, Vicki, Candy, Ellen, Sunja, and all those on our hearts and minds today. Let us now pray the prayer that you taught us to pray, Lord Jesus, the Lord's Prayer, that can be seen on the screen above. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we give those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.